Delightful. Today is Thursday, October 20th. October's winding down. My novella is not done. Uh, it's been pushing back this week, hoping to get more done on it. I would really love to get this draft finished this week, but I don't know. It's not looking promising. I don't even know where I'm at. Let's see. Yeah. Well, I've got 7,000 words to go. It's not that many. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Novellas aren't necessarily easy to write just because they're shorter. In fact, they're harder to write because I keep wanting to bring in other parts of the story and I'm having to limit myself and be like, no, 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 you can't just (laughs) can't have this many characters and this many subplots. I feel like Dorinda Jones. I blame Dorinda with her proliferating subplots. It's a real thing. The struggle is real. people. Um, We go get our bivalent booster shots this morning um, and flu shots at the same time. So we'll see. Hopefully I will not be like flattened afterwards. Uh, May not get anything done today, but I'm okay. I mean, my extended schedule is the novella. It really doesn't matter when it comes out. Um, I think I have a title. Kelly Robson helped me with the title. Uh, the long night of the radiant star. How do we feel about that? Uh, Raven's been working on the cover, but she doesn't have it yet. Of course I didn't have a title, which you kind of have to put on the cover. First things first. (laughs) Uh, but that can come out whenever I just have to get, then I'm going to write the bandits book, which I have to get to agent Sarah in December. And then really the hard and fast deadline is making sure I have time to write rogue familiar in time for release in February. Cause I know you all are looking forward to that. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate all of the lovely things people are saying about shadow wizard. And I've got all three bonds of magic books up on YouTube, getting lots of views on those. So that's great. Well, we'll see how it goes. My, um, my hours of public viewing are climbing. So we're, we're not at my 4,000 yet, but, um, we're getting there. Yeah. Also getting more subscribers, which helps. So that's great. So let's see, I still have many things to talk about. I appreciate all of the great thoughts on, uh, various things that I've been talking about this week, uh, quitting what doesn't work for you. I really love those of you. And I do feel like we are in a minority that we are, are few, few, but mighty <laughs> those of us who hate newsletters. And it, I feel like, you know, that it's okay to push back on these things and say, I don't like doing newsletters. Uh, (laughs) so it's funny. I did have this one conversation on a chat room. So, you know, of course you, you do lose some tone and nuance, although I maintain that you can detect a fair amount of tone and nuance and people try to pretend, try to hide behind that uh, saying, Oh, well you misinterpreted my tone. And it's like, did, did I though? (laughs) Uh, 
a friend of mine texted me yesterday from a conference and we, I mean, it was, I'd asked her to look out for someone at the conference. She said, give her my contact info. And then she said, oh, by the way, I have a favor to ask of you. Can I do this, this? And you know, and I answered and said, yeah, I think that would be fine. And she said, thank you. And I said, is everything okay? You sound terse putting air quotes around that. And, and she came back and said, um, well, that she was tired. She'd been teaching all morning and that she realized she needed to get something to eat. And then it turned out later that she was actually had hurt herself. And she said, in hindsight, maybe that's why I sounded terse. But when I said that, I said, um, accidentally, she didn't realize how much she had hurt herself. She thought it was a minor thing and it turned out to be a major thing. I'm trying to file out the serial numbers there. So anyway, um, yeah, she, uh, when I said, you sound terse, she said, good eye. And I said, it's one of my superpowers <laughs> and it's maybe it's because I'm good at reading comprehension, but when I read messages from people, I can pick up the, uh, emotion behind them. Uh, I'm sure I'm not foolproof, but I do feel like I can pick those things up. And at this point in my life, I'm trusting my intuition a lot. In fact, that reminds me, I had a strange exchange with someone else. And so that's good reminder to myself to trust my intuition on that. Well, uh, maybe that's sort of like coming back to the newsletter thing. You know, it's, if you don't like a thing, it doesn't matter how many people tell you to like a thing. If your intuition tells you otherwise on something, trust your intuition. You know, other people can tell you that your intuition is wrong, but it's, it's not, <laughs> especially if you've spent time working on it. So good thoughts, good thoughts for me. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, you, there are lots of people who will shout down. People will argue vehemently for something like the newsletter. Oh, I was going to tell you about that exchange. That was it. Uh, you know, they will be incredibly vehement about it in part because they want to believe that they are right. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. So the people who have invested a great deal of time and energy in newsletters and believe it is the marketing miracle want to continue to believe it's the marketing miracle. So if somebody else says, yeah, newsletters don't work for me, then that calls into question their beliefs. Human beings are funny that way, aren't they? They really want everybody else to believe the same thing. Uh, you know, I think that's how it, we end up with some of the political stuff that, that we have, uh, you know, that people want to belong to the correct political party. Um, and I don't think they care about ideology so much as they want to believe what everybody else around them believes. So with the U S elections coming up in a few weeks, um, it, it bears thinking about, <laughs> uh, but I will not go into a rant. I'm just crossing my fingers. So, um, so this exchange I had with this gal, and I'm sorry if I'm reiterating, I don't always remember everything that I say, shockingly enough, uh, where I said, well, you know, there are very successful authors 
who do not have newsletters and I suspect one of my friends is one uh, but I won't out her because she didn't say I could but she messaged me saying something about fucking newsletters and amen and and she's doing I know very nicely uh but another one who is very open about it is Grace Draven who I have mentioned before Grace does not have a newsletter she tried for a little while she had her assistant do it it didn't work she doesn't have time she doesn't like it and you know which I'm like then don't do it (laughs) so when I mentioned during this discussion saying I understand the oft quoted reasons for why everyone should have to do a newsletter bullshit bullshit (laughs) and but here are here's here are examples of successful authors who do not have newsletters and I said you know Grace does not have one and that gal fired back and she said yes but she has the backing of a major publisher behind her a major traditional publisher and I said well that's recent uh Grace built her platform as an indie author um, which in case you all didn't know that is absolutely true I would not lie to you she built her platform she went with a trad publisher very very early on I think it was Amber Quill I know a few people who started Amber Quill uh, and had like practically no traction with them it was a disaster it sounded like from beginning to end they are no longer in business uh, she got her rights back and republished master of crows had that gorgeous gorgeous cover on master of crows which before it had a terrible cover oh she showed it to me it was awful uh, then she gradually built her platform with that radiance hit for whatever reason and I say for whatever reason I know a lot of you love radiance I like radiance it is not my favorite book of graces but that book clicked it just did the thing it attracted lightning and she made very nice money so in this argument that's backstory for you all I didn't put this all in that conversation but I said you know grace built her platform as an indie and without a newsletter and you know the if anything she got the trad publishing deal because she had such a big platform which is true uh, grace we're sitting here she would say the same uh, so then the gal fired back and said oh well uh, but that's because I have to remember there were so many reversals she said well actually um, but grace got started early on when there wasn't so much noise and it's like well okay maybe that's true but she still doesn't have a fucking newsletter and barely ever has I'm not sure if she ever had one I think like she was trying to get her assistant to put one together and I'm not sure she ever made a mailing list and she threw up her hands uh, so so yeah <laughs> it's I think what is my point I do have one when people scramble up their arguments like that uh, when they keep saying no I feel like no I'm not gonna look it up uh, there was a there was a third argument I forget what it was um, or I think it was that she was an outlier or something like that and it's like okay yeah that's true you know radiance was a phenom lightning struck and you know bless her and more power too but the argument from the newsletter people is always 
well after lightning strikes then you have to have that newsletter to keep people reading your books um, so that they know about you because it's the only social media property you own <laughs> all the rest of this could go away you know amazon could go away and then we couldn't sell books i know i'm reiterating from earlier in the week anyway i i will not do so uh, it's just a sign when somebody is quoting party line and you can tell by the repeated phrases that are almost word for word it's like they've got the little tape recorder going and they spit back those phrases and then when you point out ways in which this is not true that they then come up with successive arguments to say why that why that exception is an outlier uh and and so you can see from this story that you know it's like oh well it's a trap pub biking oh well she you know broke out early uh, when there was less noise oh well actually it's because she's an outlier <laughs> it's like well all of these I've I've made my point I think uh, so I will not belabor it it is interesting though because I think you know everybody wants the guarantee and and there isn't one there isn't a guarantee on on anything even if you have like you know a day job right I have a friend who's had a day job as a technical writer and was suddenly placed on contract work um, lost her benefits lost the steady salary and now they want to move her to gig work well it sucks you know and it's and she has people to support there there are no guarantees in life and and we all want that I know I I probably sound like a broken record but you know flexibility and reinvention is is what you have to do it's what you have to bring to the table uh, because not nothing is certain uh, I have two writer friends right now which is very interesting to me very successful writer friends who are um, I, I would say far more su- successful than I am um, big platforms have made much more money uh, and it's interesting to me that both of them right now are very worried about their writing careers and I'm doing some serious filing of serial numbers here but one of them has been out of contract with their traditional publisher for I don't know probably a a year or so because as I've mentioned on the podcast before trad publishing is not offering many contracts right now Uh, and this author really 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 wants to get back into contract they are hybrid but primarily traditional and they have not gotten the uh, the same amount of money from self-publishing I I think there are reasons for this but it self-publishing you really do have to invest a certain amount of business sense into it and I know I still haven't talked about how to make a series work and I I will I will come back to that. Uh, 
but this author really, really wants to get back into contract because they have gotten very large advances and they want that money and things are stalled right now. Everybody's at Frankfurt book fair. It's like this thing with trad publishing where, you know, nothing happens for large swaths of time, which is why self-publishing is really great because you can focus on those projects. Uh, so, but so they're very concerned at this point. Uh, and then I have another friend who is, as I say, has done much better than I have, have, but they are looking at getting a full-time job again, um, for the health benefits for the family. Um, it's a problem here in the U S and for the steady salary because they are the breadwinner for their family. And it's interesting. So I'm talking about three different people. And in two of those cases, the woman who is the writer is the sole breadwinner for, um, well, let's see. In one case it's for four people, including herself. In the other case, it's for five people, including themselves. How is this working out? I, I don't know. It's uh, we could really go into the whole philosophy of that, but you know, why is it that women end up being the breadwinners later on life? Um, so anyway, it, it's just interesting to me. And I was talking to David about it and, and he was, you know, saying, well, it's really interesting that both of these people are having trouble right now. And it's like, yeah. And for me, um, I'm, I'm keeping our heads above water, pretty much soul support for the two of us. And, but it's, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, a have to, to keep working, right? You have to keep getting those books out there and pushing. And there, there was this, um, survey that I can't remember who did it. It's, it was one of those thinly veiled marketing attempts, you know, a survey disguised as a marketing device. Uh, or I should say it the other way around, shouldn't I? A marketing device disguised as a survey for like self publishing services, yet another vulture on the, uh, plucking at the crumbs. But I was in like, they published the results and of course it's a not very scientific survey, obviously, but my monthly income, I was in one of the very top tiers of the authors who responded, which is yay for me, but also slightly disheartening on, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm making this much money a month, but more of us should be. And it was a very, you know, like small little bar. Uh, there is a point at which things kick into momentum. Somebody noted that it's like, once you hit like $10,000 a month. It's like, it takes care of itself. I'm not sure if that's true. It could be survey bias. Um, people who are doing well are more likely to answer, but there, one of the most useful things I read a long time ago, and I can't remember the author now, but she had said, what you need to do is get your backlist into place and have it be steadily earning. And, and that's the case for me now, um, that I have, I can count on there being a certain amount of money that I make every month, even on the low sales months. Um, it's not as much as I would like it to be, but it's been climbing and it's getting better. 
So, you know, these are all strategies, the diversifying of the income streams. One thing I worry about with KU, and a lot of you, if you listen regularly, know that I'm not a huge fan of Kindle Unlimited, is that I think that a lot of authors who see this huge drop-off in sales after a while, I think are largely Kindle Unlimited authors. I would love to see a survey on that because I think if you are wide, you're much more likely to have steady sales going each month. Whereas if you're in Kindle Unlimited, my impression is, is that there's a real cliff where the page reads drop off. Once you drop out of those, you know, top whatever, 100 or what have you, uh, it, you're, they're so quickly replaced by someone new and the alg- algorithm pushes someone new. So those are thoughts on that. Um, and now I'm, I better run cause I gotta go get boosted. I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday and I will talk to you tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.